Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Ruthie is a registered nurse and sleep consultant with a background in midwifery and perinatal care. Her experience with her own baby's sleep was very challenging, and for this reason, she hired a sleep consultant. Her whole family had a transformative and amazing experience. After sleep was resolved in her own home, she took to helping friends and family and quickly realized that this was her calling. The agency Ruthie hired for her own daughter then reached out to her because they thought she would be a good fit for their company. While she loved the idea of being a sleep consultant, she decided that she did not want to work for someone else. After researching extensively, she pursued certification through Center for Pediatric Sleep Management because of its emphasis on entrepreneurship and business building. Ruthie launched her business at the end of 2023 and chose to stop working full-time as a nurse to run her business and be home with her family. Ruthie, welcome to the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Before we get started, tell us a little bit about you. What's your professional background and why did you decide to get certified to work as a sleep consultant? Sure. Um, So my background is in nursing. I have a Bachelor of Science in nursing. And before I was a nurse, I worked as an assistant midwife and a Spanish medical translator. Awesome. And and why sleep consulting? Why why did that appeal to you? and, And what prompted the shift? So I used a sleep consultant for my daughter when she was about 16 weeks old. We had a serious sleep regression. I was just not functioning as a mom, not thriving as a mom. I was so nervous and honestly stressed about returning to work. I didn't think that I could. I didn't think that I was well-rested enough or healed enough. And so for that reason, I hired a sleep consultant and we had huge success with her and about almost two years later, I got an email from their sleep consulting company and they asked if I would ever consider working with them. And I seriously considered it. I even reached out to the sleep consultant um, that I worked with and she said, you're going to love it. I hate the idea of running my own business and they do everything for me. And I thought, oh my gosh, I that's actually what I don't want. I don't want to work with somebody else. I want to run my own business. And so that really spurred my own interest. And I found you and you were all about business and entrepreneurship. And I felt like for the first time I was hearing somebody speak my language and I'd never heard someone tell me as a woman, you can start your own business and you can be wildly successful. No one had ever told that to me. And so that's the reason I chose to work with you specifically, because I wanted to focus on business building and entrepreneurship. And I, first of all, I love that. That makes me so excited because I think most people, when they're getting into this line of work, what they're actually really scared of is the business building piece. And mm-hmm. what I always tell people is like, if you want to just go work for somebody else and have another job, then just go get a job, right? I I don't look as sleep, uh, sleep consulting to me isn't 
a job. Like, I guess it kind of is, but I look at it as like something that's my own. I get to create this. I get to do it on my own terms. I get to do it my way. I get to do it on my own timeline. I get to work with the families that I want to work with. I choose, just like families choose to hire me, I choose to work with them. And, you know, if I was working for somebody else, I think I'd have a whole lot less flexibility to work on my own timeline, work when I want to work, work how hard or how little I want to work. And then also, I think I'd have less control over who I was working with. And I think a lot of our success as consultants really comes from finding our ideal clients, finding those families that are a really good fit for us. So I don't know, I love that that spoke to you. It definitely speaks to me. And I don't know, it's not all that scary growing a business, no. right? Like talk about no. that a little bit. Because I think so many people are scared of it. But I don't know, it's something very clearly you have not been petrified of it. And that just makes me so happy. I, I love watching you oh. just go head in and get all excited to try all these new things and, and grow in new and interesting ways. Yeah, I, I have so many things I want to speak to on that. So first and foremost, um, having the autonomy is so important. As a nurse, I don't get to choose my patients. And some of my patients, you know, in the past few years have been very difficult. Um, COVID has been very difficult on our community. And um, it's been difficult on the community of nurses as well. And so I feel like the past few years have made me realize as a nurse, I really don't have a lot of autonomy um, and when I want to make a change, there's usually a lot of pushback. And so when I moved into sleep consulting and I started my business, I was able to say yes to things that I wanted to, and I could say no to the things that I wanted to. But having the ability to say no make, makes my yes so much more powerful. Um, I've really enjoyed the business building side of this. I love it so much. And um, my mom actually owns her own consulting business. We aren't super close, but um, I really revel in what my mom has accomplished. She's owned her own consulting business since the 80s. And so it's really interesting now that I am owning my own business. I feel like she really in some way set me up for success because I just watched her be this kind of just really amazing businesswoman. So yeah, and I love that you're sort great. of you've watched her and you've always been impressed by that. And now you're sort of doing it on your own, which is mm -hmm. really awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, you enrolled in the course, I was just looking back in August of 2023. And you completed the course in exactly two months, which I always say, people ask me, how long does it take? And I always say six to eight weeks. And it literally took you eight weeks, I just checked. So that was sort of the perfect timeline as far as I'm concerned. I'm wondering, how did you juggle your learning with other life responsibilities that you had at the same time? I, I think a lot of people worry, like, am I going to have enough time? How am I going to do this with whether it's like juggling kids or another job? Like, how did you what did that look like for you? Um, I would I would say to those um, potential students or current students that you won't have the time unless you make the time. It's just like anything else. And so if you really feel driven and you're excited, like I woke up every day excited for the first time about work again. I And so that was so great. Um, I would wake up 4.30 in the morning. I would work until my baby got up. And I knew my baby would be, my baby is not a baby more. She's a toddler, but I knew she would be asleep because I'd been doing these methods for so long with her. Um, I had a window between 4.30 and, you know, 7, 7.30 a.m. where I would get a bunch of stuff done. 
And I really enjoyed that time. Um, sometimes I stayed up late. Um, I often did stuff on the weekends. I even went into work early sometimes just to get away and be in an office space. And so I would say to, you know, potential students, current students that you really have to make the time, but it, it should be exciting. It should be fun. You should be happy that you're making this time to start your business in um, your business is only going to be in its infancy right now. And you're going to look back. Like I'm already looking back on, you know, October and I'm like, wow, it's that part of my business is over. And I'm kind of a little bit sad in some ways. Um, and I'm looking back already and thinking like, oh, this is what I would do differently if I could, but we're past that point and I'm already on to the next. So definitely yeah. you can make, you can make time, um, but you have to actually make it and you have to make space in your life for this career. Yeah. And, and you know what, like people like you and I, we want to make space in our lives for this. Um, I was at the gym this morning and one of my gym buddies, we have like a crew that's there, you know, we all go a couple times a week in the morning after uh, school drop off and we've all gotten to know one another. And one of the women at the gym really looks amazing. Like she's lost a bunch of weight. She's really fit. She's strong. It's a weightlifting gym. So like, she just looks 10 out of 10. Amazing. And I was saying to one of her friends, like, how is she doing it? Like, she looks so amazing. Like, what is what's going on? And she said, she's like, well, like, do you have time to go to the gym twice a day? And I was like, Oh, is that what she's doing? Is she at the gym twice a day? And I'm only at the gym once Is that the breakdown here? You know, and and she her response was no she wants to go to the gym twice a day that's what she said and and i was like you know what fair point like she's mm -hmm. choosing this she wants to be there twice a day and anybody can make time for anything that they want really really badly right and so this person wanted to get fit and she prioritized it and she's at the gym twice a day because that's her top priority and she's choosing it. She doesn't have to do it. I'm not at the gym twice a day. I'm at the gym three times a week max, but, but she's choosing to be at the gym twice a day because that's what she wants. And she, she literally like wants to be there. And, and that's how I think about my work and my business is I mm -hmm. want to be working on my business. Um, you know, this person at the gym who I was talking to, she's like, do you have time to be at the gym twice a day? And I was like, yeah, actually I do. I just don't want to be there because I want to be sitting at my kitchen table working on my business. Right. So we all make time for the things that we want to make time for in life. And, you know, I think you're right. It's not that you have to do it. It's that you can do it. And, and you should want to do it. And that's when that's when big things happen is because you're choosing to prioritize this in your life. Absolutely. And I just, we wake up excited to go to work. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I really, really do. Um, tell me about maybe like one of your clients. Give me a story. Sure. Uh, give me a, give, give me a feel good transformation story. So I work with three clients officially. So my first clients um, were twin girls. They were eight months old and they were waking up every 30 minutes. And I think their mom probably hadn't slept, you know, probably since she was like six months pregnant. <laughs> um, so she was really desperate to get some help. And I posted on a Facebook group, just introduced myself, said a little bit what, about what I did. And she reached out and I decided to take her on um, as my first client for free. And we were wildly successful for about the first four or five days. 
And then I noticed something going on in the evening routine and the babies were really having a hard time settling and going to sleep. And so I watched for a few days. Um, we made some minor adjustments. We went over the bedtime routine and on day 12, it still was kind of an issue and mom really wanted to give up. Um, she had the baby sleeping the night, naps were going really well. So I was just like over the moon for her. All of that success was amazing. Um, going from waking up every 30 minutes to sleeping the night and having successful naps. And, you know, she was okay with where, where we ended and she actually wanted to, to stop. And I think part of it, and I still took this as a wild success because, you know, it was two babies, not one. Um, they went from waking every 30 minutes to sleeping, you know, a full 10, 12 hours a night, taking all their naps. Um, and I just learned so much, even though mom didn't want to continue after day 12. Um, I felt amazing that we got her that far. And I learned so much. And I realized if I could go back and do things differently, I think I would have asked her to make a contribution that she would have felt comfortable with, because I think the monetary paying some amount of money or having monetary gain helps moms or families be a little more committed to the process. Um, and I found out after the fact that um, she was kind of like secretly using a pacifier and didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> which is also a really important lesson to learn in this industry to really drive through to parents that if they are doing things that are, aren't on the plan, they really need to tell you because it makes it difficult for you to know what's going on. And then she was also feeding the babies on demand, which I thought she was feeding them on a schedule. And so there was a lot that I actually learned, um, but I'm almost 100% sure there was some daytime drowsiness going on. And that's why bedtime was such a struggle. Um but even though she didn't fully finish the program, the fact that we got her that far and th that was my first, you know, client, I was so happy with the results and I was really happy with what I learned so that when I had my first paying client, um, I could be really clear with them, you know, like to be successful with me, we really need to have open and honest, clear communication. And the reason I found out they had a pacifier, Jane, this is so funny is because I went back through every single text message, every single picture, and I zoomed in super close. And boy, howdy, was there a pacifier in that crib? <laughs> yeah, and and so and so that that client of yours with the twin babies that was a pro bono case. It was just yes. sort of, if I remember correctly, that was the first family that you ever supported, right? I think that that was yes. your first, right? And so you were supporting them for free in exchange for practice and yes. hopefully a testimonial if it went well. And and I think you're right. The big thing to learn here, first of all, it sounds like you learned a ton. Um, but I think you're right that when you take on families who aren't paying for you for your services, that the level of commitment is different because they just don't have the same skin in the game, right? Like they have they yes. have nothing to lose. If if nothing changes, they're in the same difficult spot that they were in when they started. But but if they've paid you and nothing changes, then they feel like they're wasting their money, right? So it, it's a yes. valuable lesson to learn that even if you want to help people for free, that that there should be some sort of even if it's a small monetary exchange mm -hmm. involved because it does hold them accountable and and frankly your time and your expertise is worth it. 
So yeah. I hope you realize that now and, and you've moved on to paying yes. clients, which hopefully will lead to greater successes down the road. It, overall, I feel like for me, I just learned so much and it really helped with my imposter syndrome because I worked with twins for the first time and they slept the first night. And so um, I actually reached out to a mom with triplets. And so I'm looking forward to having a conversation with her today. We have a call booked and she actually has a um, very large social media following. And so I'm really excited to see where that conversation goes, but and I'm not maybe afraid this of twins. Will, maybe this will develop into like a little bit of a niche for you that you support mm -hmm. families that have multiples. I mean, who knew? Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't know, but I'm I'm loving it. And I love talking to parents with twins and multiples. I haven't had a paying client that's a twin or a multiple yet, but I'm going to still continue to reach out because I just think that twins and multiples families are the ones that are struggling in a, in probably more of an acute way than, you know, parents of singlets potentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are your plans for growth in your business? Do you plan to use social media? Do you plan to leverage in-person connections? What do you think that's going to look like for you? Hmm. So I'm um, hitting social media pretty hard right now. I have a Facebook account and I have an Instagram account and I just hired a virtual assistant, which I feel like maybe for some people, they would want to wait till later on until they're more established. But for me, I wanted a virtual assistant now because I wanted to focus on my clients. And there's so much in the social media world that I don't know. Like, what time to post? I don't know. What what trending audio to use? I don't know. And what hashtags? So I hired a, a young gal who's fresh out of college. She's very professional. She definitely definitely knows what she's doing. And she set me up with a calendar. Um, she's working on a whole bunch of projects for me. So a big part of 2024 is just going to be continuing to post on social media. I use it daily to reach out to parents, to new followers. I reach out to them and I try and keep everything really organic. So like I'm really into hunting and fishing. I'm in Alaska. That's a big part of my life. Um, I put food on the table, you know, both by being a nurse, but I also go out and like I um, bring organic food home for my family. And I'm very proud of that. And so that's a little bit of what's going on in my stories. You'll see some of that about me out in the Alaskan wilderness. And so a lot of people and I connect over what I do in that way, but then it leads to, you know, us talking about their sleep. And so I reach out to parents all the time using social media, um, have them book discovery calls, and it just feels really organic and really sweet to engage in that community in that way. Because I know social media for some, um, especially in our CPS um, community, people say like, oh, I'm not a social media person, but it's like, well, you're a person. So just be a person <laughs> on social media. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If you ask me, I think so much of success in entrepreneurship really boils down to mindset and confidence. It sounds mm. to me like your head is in the game there, right? You have a sense of excitement around this. Not that you're not nervous about whether or not you're going to do well on that ne next discovery call. I anticipate, I would imagine you get butterflies in your stomach maybe a little bit before you get on the phone with a family. Um, but would you say that you've like found your stride, found your confidence in all of this? And, and do you think that that is what's leading to your early success in business? 
I would say that I, I have a business mindset and I have a team building mindset and I got into nursing because I had those strengths. So it was really easy for me to like take my scrubs off and put on my like sleep consulting hat and walk into this with confidence because I talk to people about death and dying and STDs and family planning and some of the most really sensitive parts of our life from cradle to grave. And so even though I don't, I wouldn't say I use my clinical nursing background all the time in sleep consulting, I very much separate them because it's two separate specialties. I feel like I walked into this, you know, having some of those skills already solidified. But yes, I do get butterflies. But I think uh, I get butterflies when I when I do discovery calls. But what (laughs) makes me feel better is it's not a life or death situation. You know, if your baby cries, it's not a life or death situation. It is uncomfortable. But as parents, the number one thing is for me being uncomfortable a lot of the time. Um, And so that's just something we have to get used to. And I often think, you know, at least with my toddler, she's two and a half now. I almost feel like sometimes there's more crying. And it's not that like the crying goes away. It's just that, you know, my ears don't hear it in the same way. Yeah. It's not as I've, traumatizing as it used to be for you. Yes, for me at least. Right. Um, do you tell your prospective clients that you're a nurse, and and if so, do they like that you're a medical professional? I absolutely tell people I am a nurse. I do because it is a huge part of who I am, and I have worked extremely hard to get my bachelor of science in nursing. And so I do, and I feel comfortable, but I very much separate the two. Like I am not giving clinical medical advice. I strictly give the advice that we, you know, we give in CPSM, but do I use some of the skills and the way that I speak to my patients within, you know, you know, my discovery calls? Absolutely. Um, But like I said, I worked so dang hard to become a nurse and I feel like, yes, it does give me a level of professional professionalism and a professional edge. And I do think um, that people trust me more because it turns out nurses are the most trusted profession in the United States. And so I think that I feel very okay with, with uh, presenting myself as a nurse in that way. Yeah. I mean, I think you should use it to your advantage. I, <laughs> I remember when my son was born 11 years ago and we were looking for postpartum support for myself and for my baby. I had had a C-section and wanted some overnight support for when we brought my son home from the hospital. And I was looking into, at the time, I actually didn't even know like what a postpartum doula was. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was looking for what I thought was a night nurse. And turns out a lot of night nurses aren't actual nurses. They just call themselves that. And I was actually looking for somebody that was a nurse because as a first time mom, I wanted a nurse in my home. Like that made me feel more comfortable to have the support from an actual nurse. Not that I had any sort of medical needs that needed to be tended to. And my child was healthy and he was fine, but it made me feel more comfortable to be supported by a nurse. So a hundred percent, I think you Mm -hmm. should use that to your advantage. And if it makes your clients feel more comfortable that they're hiring you and and you're a nurse, that's, uh, use it, use it. (laughs) As you said, you worked very hard for that. So you should. Mm -hmm. And I I will say it does irk me a lot when I hear 
in the community people calling themselves a nurse when they're not. That's absolutely, absolutely inappropriate. Absolutely inappropriate. It does happen. But for those of us who've gone through the trauma of getting through nursing school, because it is, I don't know anyone that's gone through that's not traumatized. Um, we we work so hard to become nurses. We want that term to be used appropriately. So I think when you were out looking for a night nurse, um, of course, you're looking for the most qualified person. And likely, you know, it was a nurse because we're trained how to do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I did end up hiring people who were actual nurses. I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't settle for the the person that called themselves a nurse. I actually yeah. wanted a real live nurse. <laughs> <laughs> because and, you and trusted got, her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, what are your goals for, you know, we're, we're at the start of 2024. So mm. maybe we should talk about do you have any do you have any goals for 2024 or do you look at it as just like one step at a time building organically oh this is such a great kind of loaded question i have a daily goal i have a weekly goal i have a monthly goal i have a one year goal i have a five year goal and i have a 10 year goal so i haven't gotten past you. 10 year but yeah they're all written down but my 2024 goals are um my number one goal is to have fun and be in a positive mental state because I just stopped working as a nurse just two weeks ago and I'm taking this business full time. Congrats. Um, thank you. So my husband is also a nurse and he is taking a travel contract in Oregon starting on the 1st of February. So we're actually leaving Alaska on Monday. So it's interesting that we're doing the podcast now because there's just this really big life shift that's happening for me. So goal of 2024 is to be happy and be positive in my business. And then my second goal is to get an office and to, to be running my business full time. And then my third goal is I'm finishing up a newborn sleep shaping ebook that includes a free, like includes a one hour consult with me. So I'm finalizing that right now. I'm going to work on some marketing with that, um, but I'm gearing some of my practice towards working with newborns um, zero to 12 weeks. Cause I definitely love working with newborns before I was a nurse. I was an assistant midwife, did a lot of prenatal, prenatal care, perinatal care births. And I just love newborns. Um, and I've worked with two newborns so far and newborn sleep shaping with them was wildly successful. And then my, my last goal of the year is I'm starting a podcast. Oh, yay! I love that. I'd love yes. to, can I be on it? <laughs> A hundred percent. Straight up. I'm going to invite myself onto your podcast. Please, 100%. please do. Please do. It doesn't have a name yet. I have an idea of how I want it to feel and the moms that I want to interview, but my main focus is going to be on moms that um, do a really good job taking care of their families, but also run businesses and are amazing. And it's going to be just us talking about how we do that. Um, I'm really excited about it. I love that. I think that your energy, your mindset, and your whole demeanor around all of this is just so like radiant. And, mm -hmm. and that is ultimately what attracts people to you, both, mm -hmm. I think, in business and in life. And mm -hmm. I always say it's not it's not that you need to fake it till you make it. We all have days where we just don't feel like showing up in our shiny, bright, selves, right? But really, when you truly like from within radiate excitement and joy and mm -hmm. um, enthusiasm for your life and the projects that you're working on, I really do think that like it comes back to you. And and you're doing that. So I have no doubt in my mind that you're going <laughs> to have 
wild success. And I'm just so glad that our, our paths cross, you know, um, I I feel that way about so many of those who are in our CPSM community, but really like you've always impressed me and you continue to impress me. And I'm Mm. just like, so excited to see everything that you do in your business and like in parenting and in your family Mm. and in life, you know, because it's not all about work. And I think that we truly can have it all and you're, you're doing that. So congrats. Oh, thank you. Well, I just want to like, you know, give you some special sparkles too, because no one ever gave me permission, Jane, to even think the way that you wanted me to think, which is, Hey, you can start a business. You can be amazing. You can be a millionaire. You can be all of these things. Um, and in a lot of ways, you gave me permission to give to to live my life again and to feel whole again. I was giving so much of myself and my mental health to um, to my work as a nurse, and it wasn't healthy anymore. I survived COVID. I did not thrive as a nurse during COVID, and I would very much say that I am thriving. Um, my relationship with my husband has gotten stronger. Um, the podcast, by the way, with your husband is amazing. It's actually my favorite podcast you've ever done. I just shared it with somebody yesterday. I share it all the time because I do think that like the most important thing when you're starting something new and scary is having the support from those who love you. And if you don't have the support from those who love you, then you're fighting a battle that's going to be really, really tough, you know, like doing new things is hard. And if you don't have the people who love you cheering you on, then like, it, it just feels like garbage, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So and then that. I, I still, I actually still listen to that every now and then. <laughs> we should do another one, my husband and I, but I, it's, it's a regular, it's saved in my, in my podcast library. And I appreciate you saying that. And I love that you, I love that you listen to it. Oh, absolutely. No, I just, I think that he's great. I think that he's your number one cheerleader and that's how I feel about my husband. Um, and then I also want to say that Sue McKentry is also a really big cheerleader for me, and she's been a mentor this entire time. And so for those of you who don't know who Sue McKentry is, you should probably know because she's amazing. Um, she owns and runs Tender um, tender, tender newborn, newborn Care. Yeah. Tender Newborn Care. And uh, I think when I was like a quarter, halfway through the program, I reached out to you and was like, hey, I feel like I really need a mentor. I have always operated with a mentor before when I was an assistant midwife, I worked directly under a midwife and she was my mentor. She taught me everything I knew. And then when I became a nurse, I also had a mentor who taught me everything I knew. So when I came into the CPSM community, I was like, this is something that's uh, that I need. This is like a learning style that I I need someone to kind of guide me. And so I reached out to Sue after listening to her on the podcast, because I really felt just like a kindred spirit in a way of just how she is. And sh- and I reached out to her and we had an amazing phone call and she agreed to be my mentor. And I can't, I don't remember how long ago that was. It's probably been two or three months now, but we message every day almost. We talk almost every week, every other week. And she has been an amazing mentor for me. And she's so skilled at what she does. She's so kind. Agreed. And yeah. she she bases everything she does in compassion and very concrete knowledge. And I feel really lucky to have her on my team. And I don't think I would have been as successful if I hadn't had her, you know, in my, 
in my sphere. And so I just want to give her a shout out because she is amazing and she's been my rock in all of this. And so for those CPSM students who maybe like want a little bit more mentorship, but don't know how to have that, just ask, ask somebody that, you know, you like in the community. And maybe that just looks like you get on the phone once that you just talk, or maybe it develops into a really beautiful professional relationship. But I'll be really interested to see where Sue and I are in three or six months or a year. Um, I know she's looking to mentor more um, newer students and newer grads. So definitely reach out to her. She's amazing. Um, but I, I called her the other night and was like, hey, I know you're going to be mentoring other people in the future, but I just want to make sure I'm grandfathered in permanently. And she's like, oh, you definitely are. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I think that that's one thing that's like so special about our CPSM community that is really hard for me to articulate. You know, when I'm talking to somebody who isn't inside of our community to try and articulate how special it is. Like there are no words, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, the relationship that you have with Sue, I see a lot of those partnerships and little tiny, uh, like offshoot communities of people who have connected because they see the way that the other person connects on our conversation threads or the advice that they share, or maybe they listen to somebody else on the podcast and thought, ah, oh, I got to get to know that person. I'm going to reach out. And, mm -hmm. and people have made amazing um, business connections, strategic yes. alliances, and also just like really strong friendships inside of yes. our community. And, and that just, it makes me smile. Um, you know, oh. my goal for the program was always to have it be like community-based. Commu I think that women especially, but I guess men too, but like especially with women, uh, you know, entrepreneurship can feel really lonely. It can feel really isolating and it can, it's challenging at times, right? Like if, if growing a business was so easy, literally everybody would do it, right? Like nobody mm -hmm. would go work for anybody else if you could just work for yourself, right? Yep. So it's, it's challenging and, and to do it alone is exponentially challenging. So when you have a strong community of like-minded people who are all working towards similar goals, who will cheer you on and raise you up instead of knock you down, I think that that is really, it's, it's instrumental in our success. I think it's really hard to be successful without it. And, you know, I, I may be the, the leader of the CPSM community, but I surround myself with like-minded entrepreneurs. Um, and, and I need that too. We all need it to grow. So I guess maybe this is a good plug to go find your business bestie, right? And I love that, <laughs> yes. I love that you and Sue have connected. Uh, before we wrap up, do you want to share, share like where people can connect with you? Sure. So um, I'm mostly on Instagram and my Instagram handle is nurse Ruthie B and you can find me on my website, which is nurseruthie.com. And I have Facebook, which I engage in probably not as much as um, Instagram, but I'm still there and I'm there as Ruthie Brenizer. And yeah, I would love to talk to anyone that is related to CPSM. Um, I really enjoyed connecting on social media with some of some of our graduates and like really just cheering them on. Like giving all the stars and all the love to all of their posts, because I feel like it really helps like set the algorithm. Um, but yeah, I just love, I love, love, love our community. And I'm so excited for 2024. Yeah. Well, congrats on all of your early success. And 
Uh, maybe we'll do this in another in another six months or a year and and see where you are then. Absolutely. It would be an absolute pleasure and just so excited that you had me today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.